What is up, everybody? It's IBS Yeezus with a little throwback intro coming at you guys right there. It's actually pretty cool. I just figured out how to work this soundboard. All right, so some of you guys are new to IBS After Dark. <clears throat> IBS After Dark is basically uh, my one-man show. Um, I'm trying to get my co-host on here. For some reason, this thing is acting stupid, so I'm going to give him the other line. He's insulting me. Some of you might know him. He is Marcus Anthony, a.k.a. the British Bulldog, a.k.a. Ohio State Black Eye. You know what I'm saying? You guys know him well. Let's see if we can get him on. Is this Marcus? Yo, Marcus, you there? No, this ain't Marcus, man. This hurt. Oh, this hurt? Oh, snap. Hold on, Hurt, man. You're not supposed to come in yet. I actually got an intro oh, for yet? you, Hurt. No, okay. no, you good, you okay. good. Let, Hold me on. Let me see if I can get Marcus on here. Hold on, is this Marcus? <clears throat> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, all right. Hold on, Marcus. We gotta, we gotta get hurt the the actual intro. I actually downloaded this just for you, hurt. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hurt intro. <laughs> Awesome. Did you hear that? Yo, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still working on this soundboard, man. I'm, I really am. Hey, Hurt, I'm glad you called, though, for real, because I have a topic that came across my um, news feed, and I wanted to ask you first to get your opinion, because uh, here recently yep. you, you've taken the, the flag of, of the get-off-my-lawn spokesman. Uh, let me make sure I get this. I screenshotted it. And this comes by way of Sir Tracy McGrady, he of no ring. Um, Tracy McGrady says that Kevin Durant is being petty by getting upset he wasn't in the MVP conversation. According to T-Mac, and I quote, he should have bigger goals. Uh, What's your thought on Kevin Durant and his reaction to uh, what seems to be him being um, not included and some of the accolades that come with being um, a superstar. Look, my personal opinion is a man, I understand that the championship is the ultimate goal for every player in the league. You want the ring. But I can't blame a man for wanting individual accolades also, especially when you got a guy that scored like Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't going to beat Curry. We are, we all know Curry is the MVP of the league. It ain't even a question about that. But should Kevin Durant be in the conversation? I think he should be in the conversation. It, it, at least top five, in my opinion. Do you, do you think he should um, – do you think that he should be bothered by that, considering that um, they're in the midst of a, of a playoff uh, series themselves? Like, should that even bother him right now? Well, right now, no. Because like I say, you know, it, it's over now. What should be on his mind is doing the best he can doing the playoff to try to make it to the championship and win it. Marcus, but like I say, I don't, oh. I don't think he should be complaining about it. I think, it, like I say, me personally as a competitor, look, man, I, I want to be considered even though the bigger goal is winning the championship. I want to be considered one of the best in the league, period. 
Agree. Marcus, you got any thoughts on that? First of all, T Mac should just shut up, man. Like, I, like you know what kills me? These former players, man, they turn media pundits and they they forget, you know, where they come from and where they were. But no, I I, I agree with her, man. I think it's KD, of course. I mean, everybody wants to be the best individually. I'm it's it's a given that, you know, he's into the team concept and they want to win a championship. But I think from the performance in the season he's had this year, he does have a reason to gripe why he's not – he deserves to be in the top five. But, I mean, there have been great performers this season. I mean, obviously Curry, Kawhi, Russ. And I, th- I think Russ has kind of killed it because, I mean, you know, these run of triple-doubles has really kind of put Kevin Durant to – to the back burner, as great as a player and great as a scorer as he is, I think it's kind of killed him. It's just the success of Westbrook. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he'll have his shot. I mean, I think, you know, the next couple seasons, he'll he'll definitely have another shot again. So, I mean, it is what it is. Do you guys um, – we'll start with you, Hurt. I'm going to ask you this question. Do you guys feel like uh, the way that OKC is playing, um, they're not necessarily – the 62-63 win team that a lot of people uh, expected from them. Do you guys feel like that plays a factor into people kind of forgetting about Kevin Durant? When I watch OK City play, man, I see a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed. When they want to, they can play defense. The only issue I have with the Oklahoma City Thunder, man, is them guys cannot pit a 48-minute game together. If they could put a 48-minute game together, I think them guys would be dangerous. Even now, sitting here, you know, watching this game, it's like, you know, listen, man, put your foot on the pedal. If you play as hard as Dallas playing, your talent will beat their effort. But if their effort is better than yours, effort going to be talent every time. It, it, it just works that way. Marcus, how you feel about that? I couldn't hear the question. What was the question? I was asking, do you feel like uh, people are um, forgetting about Kevin Durant because of the way that OKC's played this year? Um, They're not the, like, 62-63 win team that a lot of people expected. So do you feel like they're kind of downplaying Kevin Durant? You know, I think his downplay really – I mean, he just hasn't – I mean, he's had the numbers. It just seems like they haven't had the the flashy plays. You know, he hasn't gone on the – incredible scoring runs that he had in the past, but as a team, I think I was listening to Kenny and Charles a few minutes ago, and I think Kenny said something, you know, that was so true about OKC and how they play it. There's winning basketball plays that win games. Like, they 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 do a lot of winning, but they don't make plays down the stretch to win games. You know, I think Durant and Russ, rightfully so, being superstars, they put a lot on their back. And I think sometimes down the stretch, they could trust their teammates a little more and look to make the extra pass. I know Ibaka has complained in the last month or so about how he doesn't feel, you know, maybe the love and he, you know, isn't really the third option that he really thinks he is. So, I mean, they're, they're a team, man, that they're hard to, you know, kind of figure out. I think, I think they're a pretender. Honestly, I think the Spurs, the Warriors and the Cavs are probably the three contenders in the league, and I think everybody else is just kind of getting in what they said. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, um, on the um, 
cast that we did, me and Corey, um, I think it was on Saturday, I said that I thought it was a three-man race and that it was uh, OKC. I'm sorry? Are you watching the game right now? Yeah, I'm watching the game right now. They just tied it up. Like, plays like this. You feel that turnover? Like, that's the type of stuff that OKC does that I just feel like they'll never – like, they'll – I don't know, man. You know what they're going to be like? The Seattle uh, Supersonics with Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Hershey (laughs) Hall, Detlef Shrimp. That's the team they're going to be. They're going to be excited. They're going to win a lot of games. But come playoff time, they're just not going to get over the hump. That's that's how I label it. And that's that's pretty ironic considering OKC is basically Seattle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Seattle. Right. Is, uh, <laughs> hey, um, while we're while we're on the subject, anybody not watching is eighty-one, eighty-one, um, minute and fifty left, and I guess they just called a turnover on Westbrook. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's basically typical Oklahoma City, and I'm gonna tell you what I see out of Oklahoma City. Um, the reason why I haven't been high on them all year is because um, they always start out playing really good basketball. They're moving around. They're setting screens. Adams is rolling to the basket. Abak is playing his position. It looks really smooth. And then in the clutch, when you say, like, the last minute and a half, two minutes, it becomes, like, 2010 OKC ISO ball. Like, Russell Westbrook's got the ball right now. It's just basically a two-man game. If he gives gives it to Durant, Durant's going to give it back or he's going to take the one-on-one. Nobody else is going to touch the ball on this possession. And to me, that's that's the one thing that separates them from the two teams they need to beat in Golden State and uh, the uh, Spurs. Like, the, all five guys on the floor are going to play a role. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. They're going to touch the ball, and they trust one another. Like, I've seen Harrison Barnes take just as many game-winning shots as Clay, as uh, Steph. Right. Anybody. I mean, shoot, we've seen Iggy win a game for him before. Like, it doesn't right. matter. They they all have trust in one another. And to me, uh, the superstars that Durant and Westbrook are and the the success that their peers are having in LeBron and Steph Curry, like, I feel like the blueprint is there for you to copy that or to at least catch on. Like, maybe we can't just do it by ourselves. And, and their supporting cast doesn't necessarily garner a lot of um, – a lot of, I guess, um, confidence in what they do. But you got to give them a chance. I mean, it, what you're doing right now isn't working. And they just had, right. what, two wasted possessions. And it's Durant and Westbrook. I bet you when they come out this time out, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. If Durant can't get his uh, one-on-one in the in the post, he's going to kick it back out to Westbrook. He's going to dribble. He's going to go to that little mid-range shot that he does, and he's going to pull up. And that's it. So, um Switching over to the East, because um, I know both of you guys probably had a chance to watch. I was in class. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, this uh, Pacers-Raptors series? Now, who, who actually won tonight? I was watching it, then I got distracted. The, the Toronto won. Raptors. Yeah, Raptors came back, yeah. or not necessarily it was came like back, but they 80, came I think it was like 87-97 or something like that. Okay, yeah, I was my I was watching most of it. The Raptors was up, um, like you know, fifteen, eighteen, most of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Indiana made a few runs, but I honestly think that I think Indiana stole the game in Game One. Yeah, I got to see how they play when they go back to Indiana, but usually, what some guys call the the Raptors usually get shook in this type of situation because, like I say, they lost about. They was talking about them dudes lost like seven straight playoff games, including game one. 
Usually they mm-hmm. get shook when they get in a situation they shouldn't be in, but they look pretty good tonight. I'm just waiting to see what they do when they get back to Indiana. You know, the Pacers, man, they only go, you know, as far as Paul George can go. And it just seems like they get so stagnant, man. I mean, they run great offense under Robo, but when, you know, wow. a guy like PG isn't, yeah, Raymond Felton just. <laughs> wow. When a guy like. Uh, Paul George isn't getting his, you know, I mean, a really a 25-plus night. And, you know, even if, I mean, Monte Ellis is a great scorer. I mean, people really forget about, you know, how Golden State, I wouldn't say shipped him out of town, which was the right move in hindsight to bring in Bogut and to get Steph more playing time. But, I mean, you know, you got a guy like George. I'm, I'm not a George Hill fan. I just, I feel like the pace of play is off when George Hill is in. But, I mean, and to go Monte Ellis, Paul George, and to go um, George Hill, it's, it's a it's an awkward matchup, I think, for for Indiana because I mean you got a guy like Valakunas to me, he's nice, but he's kind of like a garbage nice. Like he has some good back to the basket moves. He's got good touch from fifteen feet. He can put the ball on the ground a little bit, but I mean he was just killing Indiana on the boards. Man. I mean. Nobody could keep him off the board. So, I, I mean, I right. honestly don't see Indiana winning another game. I think they, you know, because, I mean, I'm always a fan of averages. Like, Indiana shot incredible the first game, and Toronto shot poorly the first game. I think as the season goes, as the series goes on, the averages come back together. Well, sure. Toronto, DeRozan and Lowry will get theirs. Paul George and you know, so it, it, it's – that's what I think is gonna happen. I mean, I like I like Paul George, man. I, I think I really wish we could have got him in L.A., man. But we tripping in it. I don't know what we doing in Lakeland. We playing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh wow. And you see what I'm talking about? So if anybody's watching the game, it's basically what I said. They they do the two man game. They do the ISO stuff. And then I mean, this could happen to anybody. The ball went off a of Durant's foot. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like. You've got plenty of time to, to set up a play. Move the ball in. Like, they could give it to Adams who could pass it back out. That might open up a lane if he clears out or something like that. But this right here, this, is, this isn't going to work. You, you ran into a trap. You ran into a double team because you didn't set up anything. And I'm not sure if that's Coach Donovan um, because, honestly, from what I've seen, um, it's, it's, all the, it's all the same crap that Scott Brooks did. So yeah, I was going to say yeah, at this point, it, I feel like it's the players, man, and and they're never gonna win like that. Like it's just the league just isn't set up for for two dudes to do it by themselves. Like even when LeBron won, Kobe won, the Spurs, the Pistons, all these teams that win championships, you can't really. They have a core, uh, most yeah. of them, and then like with Kobe, they had superstars, or Kobe was a superstar, et cetera. But they still had role players that they used, man. Like. You can you can find clips of Rick Fox hitting a shot or or Devin George and stuff like that. Like man, you can't find yeah. anything down the stretch of anybody but Durant and Westbrook, which I'm not even sure how Seattle. they gave them the ball back. Seattle Supersonic, remember that. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, watch this last 26 seconds. Um, I've got Chase on the line. I'm gonna bring him in to talk. Uh, Talk about um, Damn, Durant. Oh, Warriors real quick. Damn. It didn't go I mean, Durant, you had two chances, bro. You had two chances. <laughs> oh, man. Foul him. Oh, good, good finish by Wesley, man. 
You know what? He doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. They don't play uh, winning Wesley, basketball, man. I really wanted yeah. Wesley Matthews the most to stay in, in uh in Portland. I didn't mind that um I really didn't mind that um Nicholas Batum left or they traded him. Yeah. I was, I mean, Aldridge was going to go. I understood that, but I was like, man, we. I just wanted them to keep Wesley Matthews, but I can see where you know if they keep he's Wesley, they don't have any. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys, man. I mean, he does. He doesn't do anything great, but he does enough things good, and he's scrappy, man. And, and you, you need people like that, like because I mean, with McCullum and um, Lillard, they just gunning right now. That's what they coming out. They looking for thirty five plus every night. If they ain't hitting. That's it. Yeah. Golly, man. Like, <laughs> Mark Cuban's got to be one of the best owners, too. He's so into his Did team, Durant man. Did Durant have that ball, man? Uh, yeah, that was Durant. Yeah, yeah he, he had two shots, two. and he turned it over. He turned it over. Oh, 18 seconds it. left. Oh, that's a good look for Durant. Yeah, there you go. Now, see, I will, I will take that shot. That's that's much better than dribbling around for ten seconds. Yeah, right. Like Durant yeah, can hit that because he's yeah. he's in rhythm. But I don't understand some of the stuff that they do. But I mean, you really think they can beat the Warriors? Or I mean, the series with the Spurs and the Warriors. Which you think they'll win two games? Um, I think that Oklahoma City matches up well against the Spurs just because they're more athletic. And they don't really play the style of basketball that would allow the Spurs to necessarily uh, set up their defense because they don't do a lot of passing. So they just attack the basket real quick when they play San Antonio. And I think it keeps San Antonio on their heels. But if if San Antonio ever could, like, make them play in in a half-court set, they wouldn't win but maybe one or two games. Maybe. I agree. That's that's my opinion. Um, I think – with Kawhi being the defender that he is, he's just got to. They just got to be able to set their defense up, and and stop that initial Westbrook drive or or stop and pop shot, and make them have to pass the ball around and run their set because they don't really have anything. It's not creative, so they'll just lock that down, and they'll slow the game down, and and it'll be pop pop type ball, and I think it'll frustrate them. But um, what I what I've seen from OKC when they do play San Antonio is that just because, like I said, the athleticism, they're able to get out and run. And it's just, they're just not, they're not good enough uh, athletically, San Antonio, to, to stop any of them dudes when they get in the air or they get into a lane, you know? So, right. It's just it's just about matchups. They'll never beat, they'll never beat the Warriors because the Warriors are borderline just as athletic in, in some degree, especially on the defensive end. Like, they got guys that can get in front of people a lot quicker than the Spurs. They're going to move the ball around like the Spurs. They got better shooters, so I feel like they they stand a better chance against the Spurs than they do the Warriors. Oh, we got an anonymous, anonymous, anonymous caller. Um, let me go ahead and, and bring Chase in. I'm gonna let you guys talk to Chase since we got like seven seconds left at the end of this game. Chase has been patiently waiting. Chase, you there? I'm here, man. All right, we got hurt. We got Marcus on the line. Um. Give me your thoughts, Chase, on this game right now between Oklahoma City and uh, Dallas. I mean, Durant's been playing like trash all night, man. And, you know, just he finally hit a big shot, but that's after he bricked two. 
Uh, I can't. I can't believe that they're. This Mavericks team is a joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's barely NBA players on the floor right now, and Outside these dudes are losing a home playoff game. They letting Raymond Felton get busy. Right, Raymond Felton of all people. Raymond Felton looks like he's like about my weight right now. This dude is, and he's roasting Gilbert. Oh, he missed the free throw. Yo, I, I'm calling it right now. Durant gonna come down with a tray. He's gonna be all over this. <laughs> Hurt, how you think this going to end? Man, I gotta get my damn uh, uh, table speed up. The dude said he missed his shot before he was. Yeah, somebody ahead of me, man. I was about to, I'm about to have to hang up. I think Marcus ahead yep. of me. <laughs> yeah, y'all just got that right TV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna have to hang up, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, so oh, people. Are oh, he missed right. both of them. What? That's good. Nope. Oh, is that good? Is that good? That looked good. It looked good. Oh, it looked that looked late. Right. I don't think so, it's good. I don't think that's good. I, I don't think it is. IBS after dark's highest. I don't think it's coming right now. <laughs> that was late. Look, it didn't look good to have to me. All right, so they're oh, showing the replay. It seems like a lot no of way. No oh, way. No. No, no. no. no good. No way. No good. All right, hey. nice. Oh. All right, so, so now my next question is, would you like to be a I don't know. to make this call right now? <laughs> nah. That this one looks pretty one easy. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in his hand. This is yeah. another fourth quarter bust for the Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> direct, direct trash. All right, so so Corey, <laughs> since you're here and you're uh, Russell Westbrook's um, homeboy, I'm gonna let you give your thoughts on the game in, in OKC. What Westbrook do what everybody cry for him to do? Get a ball to direct in the clutch and move out the way. <laughs> Yo, so it just happened. And Billy Donovan sucks. I know that I didn't see this dude just draw up a play out of a timeout with a tie ball game to run a flare screen for a, not even a corner three, a side three for Westbrook. Like, that was legitimately the play out of a timeout. Tie ball game, 45 seconds left. Like, why would you – what? <laughs> why is that the play? Like, why can't you just put them in a big little pick and roll? I don't get it. It's not really complicated, so – Right. Yeah, I mean they'll still win it. Games. Typical. Okay. You know. You think they? You you think they'll still win it for real? This series? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay. They're right. not gonna lose this series. I mean Durant's not gonna I mean, go I would, five I would to hope thirty they every day. I still think they're gonna beat the Spurs. If you want to be honest about the situation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, um, Hurt, can I ask you another question, man? Because I always get these other dudes calling in all the time. Um, how do you think tonight's going to play out if uh, Steph Curry doesn't play? Has, have they announced he's sitting? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Right. He's, he's officially out for sure. Okay. Hurt, how do you think this uh, game tonight is going to play out? Look. I honestly think the Rockets could, could get motivated because Steph's not on the floor, man. I'm not sure if the Golden State Warriors can play the same without Steph, man, because Steph, Steph requires a whole lot of attention. 
it requires about two other guys, man, to pay attention to stepping. When you're doing that, other guys rolling to the corner, rolling to the basket, getting easy three-pointers in the corner, easy layups at the hoop. When you don't got stuff in the game and you don't got to pay attention to him like that, I don't know, man. The Rockets may have a chance because after Steph went out, they were up by 20, and it was like even the rest of the way, even though Golden State was able to hold that 20-point lead. When you started from zero and you've been motivated, you might have a different look tonight. Chase, what's your thoughts on this since you're the Warriors fan? Uh, I mean, the Rockets, like Hurt said, they actually, in the minutes that Curry didn't play in the last game, they were – ahead by two. That was the differential. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously a much different team without Curry on the floor. Um, It's a home game, and these guys have known for the last couple days that they're likely going to have to play in for Curry. I think, you know, Livingston's obviously a good backup. They can beat the Rockets, but the Rockets should win. I mean, they, they should be able to beat the Warriors without Curry, but I don't know. Hopefully we get it done. Alright, um, Marcus and Corey, I got a question for you two. Um, we'll start with Marcus. Who has the advantage going into tonight's game? The Warriors who already beat the Rockets without Steph Curry, or the Rockets who know Steph Curry is not going to play? I think the advantage goes to go to State still. I mean, they're still the favorite, and also the home team. I mean, I know Steph opens up a lot, you know, but I still think that there's enough there with with Clay, Draymond, and even you know the rock the, the lineup that I think kills people is the uh, Barbosa, Iguodala, Livingston. When they go to that lineup, I still think that that's because it's not like Harden's going to strap anybody down and play some defense. I think right. Clay will still be able to get his. Iggy will get a solid, probably ten or so. So I, I mean, I still think they have the, the advantage. Uh, Corey, yeah, how I'm you not going to hear this. I'm not going to hear this. Roll stuff. They're still like, they're still at Oracle. They're still nine-point home favorite. Like, they are no means the underdog or should lose this game. They right. should That's win right. this game. The Rockets are trash. <laughs> they lose to way worse teams. Than this, <laughs> Um, what what I would say is I I want to see I want to see all this this matchup. Everyone keeps playing McGee, he's a two way player. Let's see if he's truly the best two. He's got to guard hard. I want to see that. That's what I want to see. You talking about you, you and me both? Yeah, they say everybody say Clay is better than Harden. Let's see if he better. Okay. When he got to be the man, when he got he get asked to do what Harden gets asked to do, let's see if he's better. Historically, yeah, actually, he has not even been remotely good in these situations. So yeah, I, I was actually going to say I was curious to see that, but um, I think this is where um a guy like Iggy comes into play, um with his experience. Um, he's he's actually been on the team before. I know we we forget sometimes, but he's been on the team before where he's had to be the guy. And he's right. also got a lot of experience. So it's not necessarily what he's going to do uh, with the ball as far as points and stuff, but there's other ways to lead and and, uh, and put your put your uh, impose your will on the game. And he's done that before, even off the bench. So I think um, what he does as, as a vet is going to be uh, very key here because I'm not, I'm not sold on Clay Thompson's uh, demeanor as a leader or having to be the guy. 
But then again, all but due I'm, respect, Clay Thompson is going to be being guarded by James Harden. Yeah, he is. The the, uh, the biggest the the key to this game is going to be Harrison Barnes. I mean, we kind of been live or die by Barnes, especially when we have an injury, because he can play awful and it keeps games closer. If he actually gets hot, then uh, then it can be another blowout. So, I mean, pay attention to Barnes tonight. At that block really well. Damn it. I needed that three. <laughs> um, let's see. You got to well, bring the ball up. Huh? I ain't too worried about it. Okay, well, you, you, you do notice, like, off bat, the uh, the rhythm's a little off for the uh, Warriors. Yeah. They play a little bit more hectic when Steph's not on the court. See, we got another they caller just... in here. Oh, Corey, Corey dropped. But um, while we're while we're on the subject of the West Western Conference right now, and, and the Warriors are playing the Rockets, um, I saw Delaney post uh, today about not necessarily fully questioning um the the strength of the west or the east but just kind of saying you know maybe maybe the east deserves a little bit more credit for their competitiveness uh than people are are trying to give them do you guys think that with the with the Mavericks win today that does a little bit um uh, to kind of boost boost some uh spots like you know it's not just about the top teams there is a there is a chance that somebody could lose or slip up uh in this first round Yeah, to me that that makes it a little bit more legitimate. Because the other day, man, I had to turn all them games off because all of them was the twenty and thirty point blowout. Like I say, I like I like watching basketball. I like competitive basketball. Do you guys feel like um? And anybody can answer this. Do you guys feel like the Rockets trying to play physical with Steph helped it in any way? Did you guys notice anything throwing him off his game, or was it just the same Steph? It didn't it throw him like off he, at all. It got like him he got, and Draymond going. Exactly. It looked like that's when he started turning up with the second that altercation now. You know, I, Steph isn't a player. You know, like, being the yeah, agitator, being the role that Patrick Beverly's trying to play this villain, it doesn't really bother Steph. Like, he, he seems so level-headed and so, you know, cool where a lot of things don't don't bother him. And, and he realizes he's the top dog and. He, he sees a, a lot of dirty play, a lot of physicality every single night. And he still manages to go out and, you know, put up the performances that he does. So, no, I, I don't think it really matters to him. I, I think the biggest thing is I'm trying to figure out a blueprint to really play him. But, I mean, it, outside of really Delhi last year in the finals who had to go to the hospital and get an IV, there's really no, you know, correct way to really, really play him. Yeah. Um, did the Rockets make a did they make a uh adjustment with their lineup? Yeah, they're playing on Demo, which yeah, yeah I, I don't know why Demo's out I don't know why Demo's out there. He played some garbage time and he tried to post up Draymond like four straight times and turned it over four straight times. Not sure why <laughs> that got him to start, but um <laughs> maybe he saw something nice. <laughs> Doesn't he have a little bit of range though? Can he shoot the three? Not really. Like the rest of the team. Really. 
Man, I no, that's racist. Dre, that's racist. Up on Draymond again. <laughs> They're trying to stretch, the, trying to stretch the floor without uh without Josh Smith taking terrible shots. <laughs> I, mean, I think posting uh, up Draymond. I don't get it. <laughs> we need to we need to be starting Azili in this series because he can match up so much better with Dwight. Yeah, he okay. has to match up with Dwight now. I mean, Bogut can't run with him if they ever if they ever try to maximize on a break. We're screwed. Man, they, they, I mean, he hurts the he hurts the offense a little bit though. It's hard to run through the high post with him. The problem. The white turned into Ibaka, man. They don't mess with him, man. Go sit in the corner, man. It's hard. To show. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question for you guys though, because um, for some reason this keeps coming up. Uh. Do you guys feel like Mark Jackson could have done half of what Steve Kerr has done with this team? No. No. He did about half. Half is a half is about right. I mean, Steve Kerr is a, is a obviously a much better X and O guy, but he's also a, a better manager. So much about being a leader or winning or being successful is about management. Yeah, I mean, there have been better coaches who have been better X and O-wise than Phil Jackson, but he he was great at bringing people onto the same page, buying into a mentality. It seems like Mark Jackson was too much of a – I don't know if he really wanted to please everybody, and he, he wasn't really – he didn't really have the, I guess, the mentality to, to make some hard decisions or, you know, when things were going wrong to try something else. So, not, nah, man. I think Mark's a – I think he's a good coach in the NBA. He's a good NBA coach, but I, championship winning coach, nah. One, one thing that um, people don't really talk about with Kerr, but you notice it if you watch them a lot, like that dude is a fiery competitor, and he's still – he still gets hyped. And he's, like, brought this mentality to the team that they can win. And that that was, like, one of the biggest differences. And then you get a guy – you know, he finds a guy like Draymond um, who wasn't getting the time like he's getting now or the past couple of seasons when, when he was with uh, Mark Jackson. He gets a guy like Draymond that always competes, always wants to win, and that just backs him up. Like, he's he's brought so much swagger and confidence to the team that Mark Jackson didn't do. I mean, on top of everything else, the guy just, like, if you watch him in timeouts, he's He's always calm. He's always very confident, and that just like it trickles down through the team, and it really it plays right through Draymond too. So he's got the leaders, Draymond and Curry, just like really hyping this team up, and they and they think they're invincible, and they should. They're about as close as it's ever been. So honestly, I don't think yeah. there's a huge difference from a motivation standpoint. I think it's very similar. I mean. I think it's just it's straight up technical. You ask me, like Golden State games used to look like OKC games. Now they look like San Antonio games. Like that's yeah. the difference. If you watch them from three years ago, it's ISO ball. It's they try to get Clay on a mismatch. They get stuff high pick and rolls. They just kick it down to Clay. He has somebody smaller than him. Let him go one on one. Now they move the ball and they spread. Like I, I, I think it's as simple as that. Like Mark Jackson just didn't understand the basic concepts of motion offense and things like that. Then when you leash right. out and give Steph all the freedom, you get this. I was going to say, fellas, hold those thoughts. Um, I'm actually going to incorporate commercial breaks for us as well because uh, <laughs> some people I know might want to go to the bathroom or get something to drink um, and while we're watching the game. So I'm going to throw on a quick commercial. 
Yeah, yo, I, I got this soundboard working, man. I even got some trolling <laughs> commercials, too. So uh, I'm going to throw on this quick commercial, and we'll be back in a minute. We got sponsors, nigga? Siri, <laughs> open the NBA app. Here he is over Jackson. See that? How good is this kid? That's the guy you're playing in this movie. Cold-blooded assassin. Locked in the battle with Father Time. Exactly. No, what? Like a hero on the verge of a steep decline. It's perfect. There's no decline. It's, it's all ascension. So what part of you hurts the most? I don't know. What does it matter to you? You're playing young Kobe. Oh, they didn't tell you. I'm playing you all the way through now. I mean, with makeup and prosthetics and stuff like that. Siri, play the curious case of Benjamin Button. I've seen this. No, no, no. Fast forward 20 minutes and 36 seconds. Now, that's the guy I'm playing in this movie. Get out of my trailer. What? Get out. Okay. You got it. That's not your plum. Nope, it's not. All right, and we're back. Man, really? I love the soundboard. Yeah, man, I got a ton of them, dude. <laughs> you had to put the Kobe hey, commercial on. Me and her are both fired up now, man. It, no matter what <laughs> happens, it's the Western Conference, and it's going to take at least three years for people to stop talking about Kobe Bryant in Western Conference. Oh, my God. Kobe ain't got nothing in the, in the Western Conference in three years. years. What are you talking about? I know. Hey. I know Dude, they have, you the years. have you seen Kobe stand? Have you seen Kobe stand? Or Kobe stand? Man, whatever. Listen, they call one himself. thing. One thing I'm not gonna deal with is any Kobe slander. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I no, forgot about that. You, I, I mean, even being a lifelong Laker, how Kobe is out of control. I'm, I'm tired of it too. I'm like, man, let the man fish in peace, man. He gone fishing, man. Let him do what he do. <laughs> Yo, man, these the Kobe stands buying fifteen thousand dollar air. Yo, crazy. Yo, I'm so mad at myself. I'm so mad at myself. That, sh- that I'm happens surprised, every time something like that happens. Didn't have tickets though. You know how I roll? You ain't gotta have no ticket. What's wrong with you? I will put man, some in the bag right? and lie and say I was there. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to figure forge a StubHub ticket. I can forge a StubHub ticket with the quickness. Hey, where did they get hey, the air uh, from, one, man? One thing, um, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, from a from an analysis standpoint, um, I know everybody else is watching the game as well. You guys ever watch the people away from the ball? Because that's pretty much what I focus on when I watch uh, basketball. A lot of times, I like to see what other people are doing um, away from the ball to see how everything's working. The Houston Rockets have the worst off-ball defense I've ever seen. <laughs> In, in professional basketball in the last maybe yeah. like five six years, it's it's they, really they bad. They stand around. <laughs> well, they it's also have the worst. That. They, it, it's actually ironically the same exact way on offense. <laughs> like <laughs> the person hey, with the ball I, I moving, you rest hey, up hurt. aren't doing nothing. Hurt you, the old school man in here, yo. You ever seen defense like this back in the day? Never seen it in my life, man. I'm, I'm looking at Harrison Barnes go around James Harden for a dunk like he, he, he ain't even moving. <laughs> and the best part Ooh, was he looked it. at Dwight like, what are you doing? Dwight's like, fool, that's your man. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is all you had to do was force him to the middle. If you force him to the middle, Dwight got a chance of of, of defending him. You let exactly. him take the baseline, walk past you, Dwight don't got a chance to help you. I don't understand that. And they got... 
they got Iggy on um on Harden. I'm I'm eager to see this matchup, see how Iggy does um on the defense. So nice with that turnaround game. That deadly mid range. Josh Gunn is he's six he's like six ten. He better be nice on the Josh Smith. There's Josh Smith getting these threes up. Let me ask you guys this. I I always say this about Harden and even to Kyrie. Their lack of defense, you think it's because they just don't want to, they don't have to, or do they lack, like, the IQ? Because if you watch Kyrie, a lot of it looks like it's just basketball IQ. Like, he just right. checks out on the defensive side of the ball. I know he's well, capable. And Harden, it just looks like all three. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to. And he's just dumb enough. He just makes stupid defensive mistakes. Damn. Somebody cut play up. Um, I think Kyrie, he, I don't, one, I don't think, he's, like, not super quick. So, like, it's hard for Kyrie to guard point guards. Yeah, for and, sure. he's, yeah, for sure. and he's soft, so he dies in every screen. Like, <laughs> the second he gets touched on a screen, he's dying. Like, just getting completely absorbed. So, I think it's a combo with him. And he's dumb, like he said. He has no off-the-ball awareness on offense or defense. Like, he's the same way, so. But Harden used to be a lockdown defender on OKC, so I can only say that's effort. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Harden played good D last year. And, I mean, honestly, he's playing, like, the weakest position in the league, so you should be able to guard it. I I feel like – But when you let Steve Blake get layups, like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's – like you guys said, I think uh, Kyrie's just lack of knowledge and Harden right now is just lack of effort for real. I mean, it's I hard to defend right point guards in the league, but two it's like, really hard. <laughs> Yo, what a travel! <laughs> oh man, I can't, be, I can't be laughing at these dudes like this. Oh, on air, man. Oh, no. Maurice is at home right now, probably pissed off that we're making fun of his team on on the air. Man, he just gave up a dunk for that. Did you see that closeout by Hard? I know we're probably nitpicking, but he gave him the YMCA straight. Run right by the dude. I'm going to read your shorts close out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's going to get ugly, man. At this pace, the Rockets can't play at this pace. I will, I will close, say this, though. I will say this. If it's close, I think I think Harden might close it out if it's close in the fourth. I, I, I don't know how it's going to be close. but <laughs> At least it's competitive. Their coach, uh, um, Bickerstaff, when he was first appointed, I was like, man, this white guy, I thought it was a white guy. Then I saw his, his left beard. I was like, nah, that's the wrong coach, man. This ain't the Then I was like, what? Bickerstaff? I was like, all right, man, whatever. I can't, be- I can't believe Ty couldn't get no burn on this team, man. I refuse to believe Ty Lawson couldn't play for the squad. <laughs> he was supposed to win them the finals, if I recall, from the offseason. You know, if they were the winners, I'm like, dang, no. It's like a worst, man. But oh, if yeah. you can bring Michael Beasley from China, I don't know why Ty can't get no burn. You know, I think because they just don't – I don't think they need a point guard, man. I think everything offensively just runs through Harden. I know, that's the problem, though. Yeah, I mean, that's a 40. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything is just – this game is sloppy. Well, for the Rockets, you guys, oh, you guys see what, they're, what happened they're not even closing out on the shooters, and they're putting two people on the white under the basket. <laughs> oh, reason for trash. Yo, whose man is that? <laughs> nah, whose man is that? Uh, yo? Nah, the, that's the dude getting, 
That's not hard. I think that's, oh, that's Jay Smooth. <laughs> nah, my it's man was just in the middle. Come on, man. It's the same thing. They make it too easy. Iggy, Iggy, Joshua and Iggy isn't a good matchup. And they got Harden on Draymond? I'm confused. <laughs> like, why is that the matchup? Now, I need Iggy to play well because it's going to make it look like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Steph really on that Steph really on nah, that eager contract with that fear suit he got on. What's wrong? No nah, man, I was gonna I was gonna say he's legit repping he's, he's legit repping that express man. That's legitimately an express <laughs> suit, bro. My man got a seventy two dollar suit on on national TV, man. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, man, look what your man's wearing, bro. Yeah, nah, he's, belly, he probably thought he probably thought a struggle plate. He probably thought he was going to play. He said a $72 suit on. <laughs> no, man, you look too close to your crib for that, man. Once you find out you ain't going to play, you got to send Aisha back to the crib and get the nice suit. Aisha got to work on her cooking, man. You saw that picture. <laughs> she all right on me. She be all right. <laughs> I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge like, Instagram, Twitter person, but I was reading some of the... Uh, Comments people were posting. I'm like, man, they ripping her. They killing her. I'm glad though. I'm, I'm. They need to hate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, salty chicks should be hating, man. Hey, hurt. This next commercial is for you too, man. I, I had you. I for real. I pretty much dedicated half the show to you. So this next commercial is <laughs> for you. All right. No more Kobe commercials, man. Oh no, it, it gets better. Listen, man. Already, already. That hears me Got to see that's how I dream to be I just want everybody to know it took me at least 10 minutes to find the extended version. So, appreciate my effort. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. But is it is it me or is, is every single player from now until somebody wins seven championships going to be chasing Michael Jordan? Like, I, I have an yes. honest question, Hurt, because I, I don't know what the era was like. But when Michael Jordan came out of school – were people harassing him to surpass, uh, say, Bill Russell or somebody? Was there anybody that was like the ghost of, of, of a player past that he had to get by? Well, when Mike came out, what people don't realize is he was getting killed just like LeBron was getting killed before LeBron won his first championship. I think Mike yeah. was like seven, eight years yep. before he actually won a championship, and people were saying yep. the same thing about him. He would never win a championship. Until he actually beat Detroit and then went to the championship and won one. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. The same thing. They're calling him selfish, all that. Everybody got yeah, dragged. All that. Man, Magic, Magic won one his first year, and he got dragged a couple of years later. Like, right. And nobody immune for it. People just forget and act like it ain't happened. <laughs> They'd be yeah, I'm going to tag Wallace and see if he'll call in because I know he wants to say something. He He's somewhere yeah. commenting. Wallace, <laughs> Wallace, Wallace stays slandering Jordan and Magic, actually. <laughs> Hey man, Nasser Jamal Glenn got it right with the Heat. Uh, he did, he did. They they balled out. Oh, Jay Smooth in the no. house, man. Yeah, Where's Maurice at? Get Maurice on the line, Alan. Get Maurice on the line. Had a couple threes though. I don't know where he's at, man. Maurice ain't Maurice call hiding, man. man. I thought he working eleven. It would tell eleven or something. I don't know. Oh, I love Azili. <laughs> oh, I miss Azili so much. Oh, shoot. It's, it's 11 with, Okay, hard enough to you. Even with them winning 73 games, where do you guys think they fall amongst, like, the best teams ever? Because uh, to me, I still don't feel they're the best team ever. They may have the best record. I still think the 96 Bulls team is the best team that I've seen play. Where do you guys think? I mean, I don't – honestly – I, I don't doubt that 95-96 bull team. I think it's the same thing with the Warriors, to be honest. But as a watered-down air, there's no way in hell I got them beating that Magic, Kareem, Worthy right. team. I don't. They just played harder people. I ain't got them beating them at all. Like, look who they played. That Bulls team had to go through Reggie Miller's Pacers and Ewan's Knicks. Like yeah. I mean, talking about sixty-one Orlando Magic, sixty-one. Come on, man, that's not like Shaq and Penny. Like I mean, that's nice and cute, but historically, a twenty-four-year-old Shaq and a twenty-one-year-old Penny is what you got to go through. Nah, I mean, man. I'm not gonna lie. After the way uh, Whiteside played against them, twenty-four-year-old Shaq would have would have been a problem. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, don't, don't get it. You're right. He would eat, but they would beat the snot out of that sorry Magic team, bro. The Magic were borderline a poor man's version of them. With Shaq, D. Scott, Nick Anderson shot all them threes. They would be running up yeah. and down. They would eat, and Shaq would never go out and guard Draymond. I also want to take this time out to say that my only regret to doing this is that I can't hear Draymond's soundbite. Because <laughs> I know he is talking to him. Hell of shit. Yeah, I just tried to sneak it in, too, but I didn't want to be loud. I saw the track no more, and I tried to sneak it in real quick. Let's <laughs> go, right, He's seriously one of the most entertaining players in the league. Dude, he's like he's like Kobe's age, and he's out here sprinting still. Who, Draymond? No, Barbosa. Oh, talking about Barbosa. Oh, Oh, Bar- Barbosa was Barbosa, born running, man. He's about 50 Shannon. You know the man, old man. Brazil. That's what they do, man. Yeah, man. He's got the drum beat in his head. But don't ever put <laughs> both and Kobe in the same sentence. That's disrespectful. <laughs> you know he's a Barbosa. Play soccer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we talking about this past couple years, Kobe, Barbosa was more productive. All right, let's yep. not do that. We're not going to do that. To <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're not. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Hey, look, you know what? I'm trying, to I'm trying to get Holla to call in. I know he heard I was going to say, he you probably that. pulled Jay Holla off the off the dog's blog for a second. He's going to stop recruiting his recruiting post for five minutes now that he heard you say that. <laughs> Dude, he posted three-star recruits on the reg. 
Man, <laughs> we gotta hear about we gotta hear about rumors of who they might get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia's game, man. And I, I feel sorry for dude, man, because Georgia's gonna let him down at least three times. But and the Cowboys aren't going anywhere. Georgia's not losing three games in that crap ass East, but they're not winning nothing. His whole like his whole mantra on why they're not good, like it's okay for him to be like, oh, Mark Rick was the reason why we weren't good. But if anybody else says that, like, oh, we had bad coaches, it it, it doesn't exist. It only exists in their world. That's why I'm like, dude, I'm not talking football with you no more. No, you can't. You really can't. But they still go. My man's fresh off a tax slayer bowl. Man, I'm going to tag him, man. He better call in. Shoot, Yo, that's, the best bowl they've been, that's the best bowl in. they've been to in like four years, too. Yeah. They've been in the, hey, man, they've been in the belt bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the Big Ten is weak. I'm like, yeah, of course the Big Ten is trash, but you're not on our level. Like, it's a completely different thing. Like, Dang, is he weak? Shooting like DeAndre. The Big Ten better than the SEC East. Though. Okay, Josh. The East is super garbage. Okay, Josh. Yo, Josh out here balling for real, for real, though. Man, like it, uh, it's gonna be like know, this. It's gonna be the chill of two halves. Go happens. over ten. You can go nah, over that's 10 what happened to the Clippers, bro. They ready. They out here hacking Azili. I think they ready. This is what happened to the Clippers. They took Harden out. Josh Smith and the Goons start balling. Corey Brewer about to hit a couple shots. Thing you know you down ten. Hey, no nah, man, it doesn't matter. We actually got thirty one in the first quarter. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at our how we're pacing. This plays to us. So, yeah, but come yeah, on, that's a good I quarter for the Andre Jordan's first uh, free throw yesterday. Did anybody no, catch that? I, I knew that game would be a blowout. Oh. I fell asleep real quick. His first free throw didn't even hit the backboard. It went to the <laughs> far right. And missed the entire rim. It missed the rim, the backboard, everything. It like went under the the uh, backboard. It was the worst. That sounds like uh, that sounds like John Washington superstar Ben Wallace, man, shooting it over the hole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Kurt, you 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 uh, cool with Big John, man? You agree with that, Ben Wallace? More? What did he say? Was more of a superstar? Was a superstar? Like yeah. Mm. No, man. Ben Wallace was a great role play. <laughs> oh man, I was yeah, like, I'm just, just saying, even when the Pistons won the championship, I don't think he was a superstar. No, he was like the fifth player. Sometimes they didn't play him. Who the hell said him? That's some old dude. Antonio McDice got some burn. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Still, yeah, they McDice. Oh man, all right, this um, this next commercial still still for you, hurt. This is the last one though. This is this is your last commercial. Alright, so we go we're gonna put it in to all this talk out here. Actually, this might not end it, but either way. Words of wisdom from the GOAT himself. Kobe or LeBron. Well, I mean That's a tough one. I I would say I'd say uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, in terms of dominance of the game of basketball at this stage, is LeBron. Championship-wise, Kobe Bryant. He wants it so bad, and he's willing to go to the extreme 
guarding a guy, guarding the point guard at the age of 34 and playing 38 minutes, 40 minutes, that's ludicrous. I think this is what he's battling with. It is what it is. He's, he's cursed as much as I am. And if you had to pick, you know, between the two, that'd be a tough choice. I mean, but five beats one. And Bryant loving the feeling of being a five-time champ. What about Kevin Durant? What do you think about He's Kevin probably, Durant? And you, where talk, are, you talk about these two, you battling who's the best, and Kevin Durant is going to sneak in the back door. Here is Durant for the win! Kevin Durant! Hey, before before I get your thoughts on that, Hurt, um, Corey, why didn't they say anything about Russell Westbrook? They were talking about Kobe being the present tense, so it's probably a five-year-old commercial if they were saying something relevant it was. about Kobe. It actually was. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. matter, man. It doesn't <laughs> exactly. change. They still the they still the third best team with the asterisks because they're not really the third best team. It's just nobody else can catch up yet. Bunch of bums, not nah, finishing bamas. Anyway, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get I'm, on. I just this want right I just want all y'all to answer the line when they beat the Spurs next to this. I just want y'all. To, <sighs> I want to hear it all. Uh, if they don't Please do. Spurs, Please do. Second, it'll be the second happiest moment of my IBS tenure. <laughs> they can beat the Spurs. Bounds that other team that might be an issue. I think the Clippers uh, got a better chance to beat that other team than they do, but that's not the point. <laughs> True. Hurt, um, Agreed. So, so I know it's it's a played out conversation, but just one more time on the air. What's your take on the whole LeBron and Kobe Bryant argument? Man, I look, I think it's sort of like. We all know Kobe is a great player. Five rings, third leading scorer in NBA history, ultimate competitor, want to take the last shot. I think the problem with those two men is the two fans, the two fan bases want to pit them guys together. It is like Kobe said, they're not really competitors. Well, they're competitors. They're not really rivals. Because they never did anything to be rivals, you know. We want to we want to compare them, and we want to make it seem like they competed directly with each other in championships, but they didn't. That's 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 the fact of the matter. And I think it's like you know, Kobe fans want Kobe to be better than LeBron. LeBron fans want LeBron to be better than Kobe. Like I say, I'm a, I'm a LeBron guy, but right now I don't think LeBron is there. You know what I'm saying? Do I think he can get there? I think he can. Right now, no. Kobe is better than, well, I'm not going to say better than LeBron. He has accomplished more than LeBron. I like that. Accomplished more. I'm wrong with that. You know, I wrote wrote like two Kobe articles, Joe, and then I kept erasing them because I was just like, you know what? I don't want to empower these people. (laughs) (laughs) So I just kept erasing them, man. LeBron has a lot on his shoulders, though, man. I'm telling you. The move here in Ohio, if he doesn't win a championship, man, I, like, seriously, I, I don't even want to imagine what the feeling would be because, I mean, he's really their only professional hope. Right. 
<laughs> you know, and everybody, everybody's so like it. it I, I guess with the the Browns and the Bengals, it's a little different because people and you know, Columbus and South are mostly Bengal fans. Columbus and North, mostly Browns fans, and they, and they pretty much know while the Bengals are good, you know, the Browns are whatever. They're not they're not going to accomplish anything. <clears throat> the Reds and the Indians aren't, and I mean everybody's just backing LeBron, man. He's like Ohio's favorite son. If he just, I honestly don't ever see him winning a championship in Cleveland. Me personally, this is, but I mean I could be wrong. But I just think the window of opportunity for him compared to maybe a Golden State, OKC, even San Antonio changing the guard, I, I, I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it only takes like one lucky year, though. You know, like yeah, true. Dirk and them got a ring as a six seed. You know, it don't take but. One Steph Curry ankle injury, and then like they're right there, and, like you know, like it, it, it takes. Oh, hair man, you know, hey, hurt, 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 don't laugh like that, man. I heard that I laugh. Just thought about that. Hurts wishing he's dead, don't man. Don't this fool got? Don't this fool got like specially made ankle braces? How is he hurt? Yeah. He was out for like two years with it. He almost quit basketball. He was like in Charlotte crying and stuff. That's we are watching that game. Not even lying. Like, that's what happened. He went home with his pops and like rethought life. Dominated by by the three point shooting of Josh Smith and Andre Iguodala. Does anybody they realize finally, They finally just figured out that most space is in the game, and now Dwight Howard's finally getting the rock. Like now I'm scared, man, because there is there is nothing space can do here. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like even B twelve got this. Yeah, all right, so we're on the subject of D12. We'll start with Hurt and work our way down. It'll be Hurt, uh, Corey, Marcus, and then Chase. How big of a disappointment has Dwight Howard been since he left Orlando? Uh, that that. Let me put it this way: when he the two places that he went after he went to after he left Orlando. He wasn't the number one guy, so of course his numbers going to decrease, just like you know, like Bosch's did when he left Toronto. When you're not the number one guy, your numbers not going to be like you're the number one guy. That's just the fact of the matter. Now, did he check out on the Lakers? Yeah, he did. Then do, then do those fans have a right to be upset with him? Yeah, they do. In Houston, do I think he know what he could do? I, I don't think he's doing what he could be doing in Houston either. Like this right here. Come on, man. <laughs> but but a, a disappointment, I, I, I think he's just not performing to where I think he can be performing at. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you have to say he's a, a pretty big disappointment in a certain, to a certain extent just because he basically took a team by himself to the finals. Um, it was like defensive player of the year three straight years, but at the same time, like what hurts it, I think people are underestimating just how many little touches this man gets. Like you can't expect a dude that's taking a team to a finals himself to be content with the role that DeAndre Jordan has. Like that's right. what they're asking him to do. Except for his team don't have Blake and Chris Paul. He's just got one dude. Like, of course, I think every big man's going to get frustrated by that. I'm not running rim to rim, rim to rim the whole game. If I'm a max dude, nah, you got to feed me. Give me some touches. I don't care. Like, I, 
he's a disappointment, but I, I think that as a whole, the organization let him down more than anything. This ain't what he signed up for when he signed. It was supposed to be his team, then they went and got hard, and, and then they turned them keys over real quick. Yeah, I agree, man, that it was an organizational letdown because, like her said, when he left Orlando, he went to L.A., obviously, Kobe was a superstar, and now he's with a James Harden. And like he said, like Corey said, all they're asking him really to be is a pick-and-roll lob guy like um, DeAndre Jordan. And his skill set's more advanced than that, and he does deserve more touches, but I, I think still, even with Harden, it can be a two-superstar team. I, I don't know why why they went away from that model of playing in, inside out instead of just being outside, outside, letting Dwight get what he can off the boards, run a few sets here and there. I mean, because players need confidence, man. Players need rhythm. It's kind of hard to expect him to, you know, put up these 20 and 10 type numbers when you're only giving him five or six touches a game. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I thought Mikhail tried to do a great job of it, but it seems like things just got kind of <laughs> out of hand a little bit um, the last or, uh, excuse me this season. So I mean, but a disappointment. I, I'll say no, just because of the situations he's been in in L.A. and now that he is in Houston. But then again, with someone with his skill set and his abilities, should definitely be performing at a high level. Listen, well, I think D12 in Cleveland instead of Moscow, you damn right I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people would. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, Dwight, he, he's obviously out. But my thing is, if you're Houston, if D12's out, you're obviously going to put the keys solely in Harden's hands now and go to a more fast-paced, open-oriented offense. But what are they going to bring in? I'm interested to see, is, you know, is Bickerstaff going to be the coach? What pieces are they going to put around Harden? And I really don't know if there's any other. I mean, I know the salary cap's going up this year. They have a lot of cap room anyway. I don't know. Houston, man, it's going to be a weird, weird situation. I don't know what you put around Harden, though. That's like he's like the one player I have no clue what you put around. If a big man, that specialty of defense and finishing at the rim doesn't work, then what works? Right. Some shooters, you know. We're going to hold on to that. And uh, Chase, you can you can answer Corey's question. Like, what would you put around Harden? Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and come back. I got I gotta work this soundboard, man. I put a lot of time into it, so I gotta throw back. I got a, I've got a nice Russell Westbrook quote for us when we come back. Okay, all right. I got a I got a throwback commercial this time. It's not even a commercial. It's just a beat.
All right, Corey, before we start, what, what game did that come from? My bad, what? I said before we start, what game did that come from? It's a basketball game. Uh, I got nothing. The NBA versus Jam. Jordan? Nah, uh, NBA Jam. I thought it was the Bird versus like Jordan it. junk. Oh, nah, I should have put that on there, actually. I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> but uh, go ahead with your uh, Harden quote, I mean, uh, Westbrook quote. I lost it, actually. He said he said something about uh, Dylan Awova. I'll, I'll find it before we leave. <laughs> All right. Um, Chase, so going off of Corey's question, um, what if you were the GM of the Rockets, um, what would you build around Harden? What kind of player would you get? I mean, it's hard to say, man. Like Corey said, you know, you can't – if he can't work with Dwight, this guy, all he does is pound the air out of the ball and take it himself. So, you know, they already ran Chandler Parsons out of town. Um, I mean, you got, like, the guys around him that – the only thing that can make up his teammates are these these guys that are three threes and Ds guys. It's just like that's all you can play with. You just got to – you got to hope that the rest of the other four on the floor can play defense – and then just watch Harden on the other end. That's all he wants. Like, unless a coach can come in and actually try to install some actual offense for Houston, then uh, if, if it's just going to be this, if it's just going to be the Harden show, then I don't know what you try to put around that. There's some fake rumors out there. I don't know how much truth to them. I think randomly Jalen Rose might have started. Y'all think him and uh, Durant will work together? In Houston? Nah. Man, that'd be sixty shots a game for two people. <laughs> if if that happens, Dwight definitely ain't staying. Oh, or, oh Dwight's out the door. No, that's he's yeah, out. That's that, that, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, Mo, get big on him, Mo. Blake Griffin. Now, style. what do you think would be a good place for Dwight after he? Honestly, Boston I like the Milwaukee thing I heard. That's what he wants, right? Or at least he said yeah, that. Toronto. What? I like him in Toronto. What? Milwaukee? That's, That's what he what said he wants. Milwaukee. Jason Kidd ain't going to be there. What you talking about him for? Hey, nah, man. The GM and them said they got full confidence in my boy, so he going to be there next year. Watch him out. Jason will be there for 15 games so the Greek freaks how to learn English and can tell them, them GMs that he don't want him. <laughs> Fucking, he learned some English and he learned how to say "get him out." He's gone. Man, that boy ain't even old enough to drink yet, so he can't decide stuff like that. Is he even twenty-one yet? Is he twenty? I don't even know that he's twenty. <laughs> hey, he can drink in Greece. Oh yeah, well you can do a lot of things in Greece. It's wild out there. <laughs> what was that? Toronto. I think he'd be a good fit in Toronto. They was, you know, they do these little mocks. Predictors and it'd be like five teams that I, I like him in Toronto. Him, Valakunas, DeRozan, Damari Carroll, and Lowry. I think that could work. I think that'd be a pretty good fit. I it still could, like man, him, but that's a that's too many losers on one team. I can't have the white ball with some team <laughs> that can never make it out the first round and putting that pressure on him. I can't have it. No, no deal. I can't have it. You guys? No, uh, honestly he, though, that that might be the best fit for him because. Um, you know, like like you guys talked about, he got stripped of his title of being the guy after 
he put a similar team on his back in, in Orlando. He could go up there and, and I mean, they could contend in the East, like, yeah, better than they have been the last couple of years anyways. I think it's a really good fit in Boston, actually. Yeah, Boston. I mean, no nickel wants to go to Boston, but, I mean, I think <laughs> If Bama's want to go to Milwaukee, they should go to Boston. Shoot. David nah. Ortiz is leaving. You can just pull nah, him man. brother. Nah, man. Nah, nah. I'll go to Milwaukee before I go to Boston. I'm good. <laughs> if he goes to Milwaukee, then he's going to be hanging out with Wallace Glenn. Oh, yeah. Wow. Next, man. Go to Boston, man. Go to Boston. Yeah, I don't think Wallace likes him. <laughs> Milwaukee's probably uh, the only city he didn't get a kid in, so he probably had a gay. Like, let me knock this off. <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. So, uh, what do you? Because uh, this is going to end in six minutes. Um, the half. So, what do you guys um, predict in the second half? We can start with hurt. Uh, how do you see this game going right now, and, and what do you see happening in the second half? The way this game, the way it's going right now, man, they're going to go in at halftime. Steve Kerr going to uh, run up a few things, make a couple adjustments. I think Golden State going to run away from these boys, man. Yeah. Like I say, I don't, I don't think I don't see Bernie making no adjustments. I think when Sir, when when Steve Kerr get these boys in the locker room, he gonna make a few adjustments, and the, the Warriors gonna put these boys to rest. Yeah. Well, Harden's done playing defense for the game. He got called for a foul. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason he was even there was because he was getting posted up. Like Livingston, you don't need to put your body into him. You can go around him. <laughs> uh, Corey, how do you how do you see the game going right now, and what do you see happening in Honestly, the second half? Honestly, I'm concerned. I mean, I would I thought Golden State would come out with a lot more intensity on the defensive end. They're kind of like in regular season mode, which is weird. Not having staff, you would think they'd be locked in on defense. So I don't know. Um, I I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think Golden State ultimately pulls it out, probably wins by like seven or eight. But um, I'm not. I I thought they would be more locked in on defense. It's kind of weird, actually. Their defense has been um, struggling since Bogut went out, actually. Yeah, true. But now they now they got a small lineup in, and I guess we'll see what this bootleg small lineup can do. More demo post ups. Hell's wrong with Rockets. <laughs> hey, he was posting up on Barnes this time, yo. He stands a better chance. I can't watch this. I'm not gonna watch the post up this dude who didn't play for <laughs> the last twenty games. <laughs> Marcus, um, how do you how do you see the game going right now, and um, how do you see it uh, going in the second half? You know, Golden State is, is honestly a pedestrian team without Steph, and it, it shows, but. I still think they have enough, man. Listen, Houston's going to get into a shot-for-shot shot duel. That's all. That's the only way they know how to play. And, I mean, I have to think that down the stretch that Golden State will get a few key plays from Draymond and Clay, and even Iguodala, who's been pretty pretty hot tonight. So I think they'll open it up to 9 to 10-point lead, and they'll be all right. They'll go back to Houston, Steph will play, and bring the Bruins out. Being a uh, being a close game is actually that plays to Golden State's advantage. If you're going to beat them, you have to you have to come out and kill them because if they hang around, then they just learn like during the season 
how to turn it on at the end of the game and get it done. So, you know, if if it's close, then they can they can hit a little a spurt at the end of the game, and you know, it might be like a nine point win in the end. You think they'll be able to execute the same way down the stretch without Steph? I mean, it's not going to be as easy. You know, <laughs> there there was points in the season where Steph wouldn't even come in until there was like two minutes left, and it and all of a sudden got close, and then then it would just be a blowout again. But I think um, I think there's enough. Like they're going to get hyped, and you're going to see it. They're going to get fired up, and then they lock down on D. And as soon as they do that, it's on. And and this second this unit without Steph and like. The second unit guys, they run really well, and that's like they kill it in transition. So when they turn it up on D, they they really light up the scoreboard. And I mean, you just see like Barbosa and Iggy and and um, Clay just breaking out, and it's it's layups and dunks only on one end, and defensive fire on the other. All right, hold on, guys. We got another caller coming in um, at the tail end of the show. I think he has something he wants to talk about. You're on IBS after dark. Go ahead. I want a question. What would be the biggest upset? Houston upsetting Golden State in the first round or Michigan upsetting Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship? I can't hear you. That sounds like a little man. Is that a little man? <laughs> <laughs> what would be a bigger... Yeah, what would be the bigger upset? Houston upsetting Golden State in the first half. Houston beating Golden State or Georgia beating South Carolina? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's an upset. Now, talk about an upset. That's a good one. The toilet bowl. That's what you call that, the toilet bowl. South Carolina versus Georgia. Georgia. Oh, wow, man. I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend either. You know how Get long ready. you've been waiting to shock the world? 37 Get ready. years. Get ready, 30, man. He, man, he won't even win. He won a national championship in 37 years, man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We, we, haven't, seen, era, right? we, haven't, we haven't seen Golden State fans in three years, but they're everywhere now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, how many Golden State fans know who Billy Owens is, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet you. Hey, man, we can't help it. Golden State must have hired Kirby in the off season. Now we got all these fans. Right, right, right. I knew it was something. It's all good. I just hope y'all win it all, because what I have in store for you, if you don't, oh man. <laughs> oh, brother. Do you do? You- do you think they can they can win it all? Do you really think they'll repeat? Golden State have a chance. They definitely have a chance, but they can get complacent. And um, I still got my chips on pop. I think he got something special for him, man. I don't. I, I can't. I can't put my my finger on it. Well, I can, but I don't want to say. But if San Antonio do what I think they're going to do, they're going to beat Golden State. But Golden State got a chance. They definitely have a chance. Sure. All right, so three things Pop can do uh, to help Golden State beat um, San, uh, help San Antonio beat Golden State. Uh, number three, he could get an Instagram thought 
to frame Steph Curry. Uh, number two, he could get Michael Jordan's secret stuff from NBA, uh, NBA from Space Jam. And the number one thing he could do is pray. I like prayer. Interesting. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if the league allow San Antonio to rub Golden State up. They're, the league have been known to do that when the team gets a little above themselves and they want to bring them down. And don't be surprised when San Antonio. I don't, know, I don't think uh, San Antonio can score enough, though. You won't have to if the, if, if if Golden State's not scoring. They're gonna score. They've shown that they're they're gonna get there. I mean, they... all right. <laughs> hey, um, Hurt, you're our um, leading expert on sports conspiracy, and um, I'm not gonna lie. After the NFL season, I kind of believe uh, most of the stuff you said. So, do you think <laughs> that the NBA is gonna um, maybe set up uh, the Warriors for failure? No, I don't think they'll do that until they're going for a three-peat. The, the, the Warriors are the toast of the league right now, and it'll be, it'll be a catastrophe if these boys don't win the championship this year. <laughs> it'll be a beautiful one. It's a beautiful catastrophe, too. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, trust me. The NBA is not going to let that happen, man. No. Yeah, I mean, we know the Spurs are what brings down ratings, what brings down the league. Like everything that's <laughs> happening do. with Golden State is what is what right. they want. That's what right. the NBA if, wants. If, for there, sure. if there was a conspiracy theory, theory then it would be the Cavs winning because the NBA is about cash, man. They're cash cows right now. Obviously, Westbrook, Durant, Golden State, and LeBron. So I can see that, not the Spurs, though. I don't think they can help the Thunder win. They don't know how. Yeah, the Thunder. Those knuckles, man. They must have Hey, Corey, can I ask you another question? How many uh, teams realistically have a chance to win the championship? Is he gone? Dang, he dropped. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to tag him in the post then. Get away from this troll, man. Hey, man, I um, got a question. Did anybody see that picture of uh, <clears throat> Russell Westbrook before the game? Oh, no. Nah. I can only imagine. They uh, they had it, uh, I think it was trending somewhere. But you, you guys take a look at it, man. I don't know if any of you guys seen the movie Blazing Saddles. You know, like a, it's a black cowboy movie. But he looked like an extra in Blazing Shadows, man. Y'all got to check that shit out. That shit is funny. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I always rag on his uh, his hot fashion just because it's different. but And there's also something to talk about. But, uh, he's, man. he's a funny dude, man. That dude shows up to the game looking like an Aisha Curry dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle play. Yeah, you, you can't say that about your man's wife cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you supposed to, you know, you supposed to sit there and taste it and say it tastes good because that's just what you're supposed to do. Be nice about it. But hey at man, the the, at the end of the night, you go to McDonald's, Hardee's, or something to, to scoop up something. <laughs> man, maybe she got some of that uh, 
exquisite brain surgeon skills, and he just, you know, he, he, he eat it anyway. He know what's coming out. <laughs> you know. Right? <laughs> got some kind of voodoo. <laughs> I mean, she she doesn't look like a like a woman that can cook, so. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm not even going to let you talk yourself in there getting in trouble. Right now. But, uh, there's two minutes, 40 seconds left, 58-51, uh, Golden State. Holla, did you catch any of the games earlier today? Man, I got off late, and I went straight to the gym. I just finished up at the gym, and I got on the call. So I, haven't, I haven't seen nothing, bro. Um, so I'll give you a quick recap. The Thunder pretty much kicked the bucket in the last two minutes, and um, Stephen Adams had a chance to win the game, and the ball was still in his hand when the buzzer went off, and they lost. Uh, what do you think Wait, is going to happen lost? in that series? I'm so, Yeah, the Thunder lost. Yeah. With the two superstars on the team? Yeah. They lost? Yeah, they lost at home. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, the water court got lost. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you uh you think that the 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 Mavs can not not necessarily win the series, but can they do enough to kind of get in the Thunder's head that maybe they're just not as good as they they think they are? Well, Thunder have perennially perennially underachieved, so anything's possible. I mean, Dallas is not that great a team, but for some reason, OKC just has this underachieving tag on them with all that talent. They're going to find a way to still lose the game. So, anything is possible. Dallas just totally steal this series. And, uh, you know, our good friend, Corey Carlton, will be crying in the car somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> but it, it's possible. Okay, so should pull it out, but it's very possible Dallas could steal this series. It would expedite right, so one of those guys coming to L.A. I got one more question um, before the the game comes back on. Chase, are you still here? Yeah, I'm on. All right. Um, we'll start with Hurt. We'll go with Chase, and then uh, Holla can uh, answer at the end. Who do you think is the bigger influence on Steve Kerr's uh, coaching ability and, and success? Uh, playing under Phil Jackson or playing under Greg Popovich? <laughs> I would say playing under Phil Jackson. When I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors, I, I see an offense that's clicking. It's, it's almost incredible the way to play offense. And the influence from offense will come from Phil Jackson. The, the defense, every now and again they play great defense, like the Spurs would play, but they don't stick to that 100% of the time. The offense, they stick to that offense they play. 100% of the time, so I would say Phil Jack. Okay. It's, it's, it's hard for me to to choose one or the other. I think you see the influence of um, of both of them, and you know he also was coached by Lou Olson. So you got someone that's played under some of the best coaches the game has ever seen, right? And he puts his own spin on it too. So you know you have those influences of all three of those guys. And then you got like a guy like Jerry West in the front office. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that this guy has been around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's he's not 
he it can't it can't just be pop because he's got so much of an offensive mind and um I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd say Phil if I had to pick one of them. Holla, how do you feel? Uh, uh, I would have to say, um, I mean, Phil definitely has an a imprint on his style. Um, but I, I tend to think Pop, just because he, he's the most recent coach, he coached Hunter. And people tend to do things that they or relate to or resonate to what they said more recently. It's almost like when James Harden guards somebody, they just gain shooting ability. Right. <laughs> Iggy just Iggy just stopped and popped right in his face on a mid-range shot. I feel like if he was wide open, he would have missed. But because Harden got on him, he was like, oh, I can make this. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this question: If we have this, if we have the current Warriors roster, who wins more games with them, Pop or Phil? Phil. Yeah. Man, that's Phil. that's a tough one. Yeah, Phil. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Phil. I'm gonna say Phil because I feel like the Warriors' strength is is their ability to score, and and Phil was the the better offensive mind of the two. Yeah, Phil. Phil. Phil know how to maximize great talent. That's his strength. That's his strong point. When he has elite talent, he knows how to get the out of So I would definitely say Phil. I mean, I think they're still successful, though, like, or just as successful. But it's, it's just... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm disrespecting Pop's uh, offensive ability because it's not like the Spurs can't score. They just right. I they're mean, old. They just don't, yeah, they're, and they're not that flashy, you know. But, Their um, scores are old. I mean, yeah. I've seen them work work teams with the backups in, man. Just off of ball movement and backdoor cuts, like like a bunch of fifty year old people at the YMCA. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say um, I would say pop because you got. If you guys recall, before even with Mark Jackson, Curry was not considered a superstar. This was he was considered a star, but not a superstar. And I mean, so when Kerr came, like he opened up this offense. I think Pop would definitely be running a similar offense um, to what Kerr is doing, and and tighten up the defense too. I mean, last year our defense was much tighter, and I think that was that probably looked a lot more like what Phil would do with this this roster. They about to get attacked. <laughs> oh man. Would you rather, hey, would you guys rather be a ref in the NF um yeah, a ref in the NFL or a ref in the NBA? NBA, of course. You might get your head knocked off in the NFL. On purpose. Yeah, right. <laughs> On purpose. In the, in the NBA I can tee dudes up and throw them out. <laughs> I don't know, man. NBA refs have to absorb people talking to them the entire game. Like people just don't shut up at them ever. I can deal with that. I, I can't deal with a with a linebacker or a running back. You know, fake running me over, and he's he meant to do it because I made a bad call two quarters ago. Right. 
Well, they're, they're adding. Um, didn't they add in the uh, two eject, uh, two personal fouls, and you get ejected now? Yep. Jesus, Kevin Durant was seven for thirty-three tonight. What? Did you see what? Did you see what Goat Brooks' line was? <laughs> but about him shooting or about uh, Charlie Villanueva? No, no, his shooting. They were they were combined. I think fifteen for fifty-five. Durant and Westbrook. Yeah. What did Westbrook say? I'm just—he was eight for twenty-two. I mean, it was—it wasn't as bad as Durant, but it's pretty bad too. Yeah. And neither one of them just is over thirty-eight like Kobe. You know, so what's excuse? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, but I got a—I got a Russell Westbrook quote about Charlie Villanueva. I think that's what um, what uh, Corey was trying to tell us. Uh, they asked him about Charlie Villanueva's pregame interruption of his uh, dance, and Russell Westbrook said, "That's for guys that don't play." Is <laughs> 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 a trip, man? I only hate him now just because I feel like I'm, I'm I gotta stick to my guns. I gotta be obligated, kind of like I was for LeBron for two years. I can respect the fact that he's good, but I'm not gonna give him. Too much leeway. They're still not winning the championship ever, if you ask me. And, and the best thing for them to do is separate now, because I would hate for them to just go through the rest of their career messing up at the end of games like this, because it's not changing. It, I thought it was Scott Brooks, but it looks exactly the same under Billy Donovan. It's the same thing. At the exactly, end of the game. and everyone bl- everyone blames Scott Brooks. He got the entire blame every year. I really did. I'm about to I'm about to write him a formal apology and email it to his LinkedIn or something. So I'm sorry because <laughs> I was I was hard on Scott Brooks. I still don't like I still don't like the way he uses his uh, rotations. But um, I mean, as far as the the actual X's and O's and stuff, I really thought that was him, and it wasn't. Man, it's just them two. I mean, yeah, the, the rotations are stupid. They spend far too much time without Westbrook and Durant on the floor together. Hey, Holly, you, you get a kick out of this. I was just looking at, at the game with the sound off, and they were showing uh, like pictures of the crowd. I'm pretty sure Golden State has the most diverse crowd in the NBA. <laughs> oh, it's all the Asians and Vatos, man. It, it looked yeah. like a, a remake of the Michael Jackson black or white uh, video. That's the Bay Area, man. It's, it's definitely a diverse environment. In a good way, actually, in, in, in the Bay Area, man. There's a lot of beautiful women out there, bro. Right? <laughs> oh, James Harden trying to warm up. Nope. Livingston <laughs> definitely pushing him. Yeah, um, before we go to this 44 seconds, does anybody think that uh, Josh Smith and Andre Iguodala would continue to shoot better than James Harden? <laughs> <laughs> This will be a long day for Maurice tomorrow, man. Hey, man. I just hope he's able to turn it around. <laughs> Are we really going to drop 70 and a half without Steph playing a minute? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, I want to, like, I don't know. Part of me just wants to let him live, man. He's been through a lot with James Harden this year, yo. He's defended oh. him, too. But then I keep thinking about all those spam posts about, uh, not a superstar, whatever that hashtag was that he had. and then Overrated, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, overrated, yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, he deserves it. 
I might, I might uh, enlist the services of the Mean Brothers for this one. Just oh Holla, who do you want to come to L.A., Durant or Westbrook? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Uh, you got to wait longer for Westbrook because he's next season, or the following season. I don't know, man. I, I, I think Russ would get more flamboyant if he came to L.A. than he already is. That Hollywood lifestyle changed. I think uh, KD may be more suited for L.A., but the rest of those straight Hollywood. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just reading these uh, troll posts, man. <laughs> Ronnie posted an hour ago. It was like, how many teams can win it all again? <laughs> oh, man. He called me a hater for that, too, Saturday. Man, I don't know. I'm going to just assume Corey, Corey had to bounce. But I'm definitely going to get my trolls off until the next game because game three they probably going to dog down. So I'm going to enjoy this one victory. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. Um, whenever I get some free time, I'll try to do it. Maybe try to do it for another game. I don't want to give the Warriors too much love. They already get enough love mainstream. But uh, Hurt, thanks for taking a nap and staying up, man. Holla, thanks for calling. Chase, thanks for my joining pleasure. in. All right, man, we out. Later. This has been IBS After Dark, Rockets and Warriors special. Um, there's a couple guys from the group that called in. Um, again, thanks, thank Marcus and uh, Corey as well for calling in. And uh, thank you guys for listening.